the art of war, so plan for what is difficult while it's easy. So let's pray. Gracious God, you've given us the ability for sound judgment and wise decisions. As the storm heads our way, help us to exercise those abilities to prepare for what's to come. Help us to not let apathy or our experience of previous storms be our guide. Each storm is different, and we need to constantly be vigilant. I pray for safety over our citizens, as the citizens do all they can to prepare and keep themselves safe as well. Help us through this time ahead. And Lord, we ask your healing hand be upon our friends in Florida. Help heal them and their land. Amen. Amen. John Quarrell of National Weather Service. Thank you, Governor. So forecast trends have become more concerning today in terms of potential impacts to South Carolina. Uh, Ian, currently located about 275 miles south of Charleston, is now forecast to intensify back to a hurricane as it lifts north uh, in the Atlantic toward the South Carolina coast later today and tonight. The latest forecast from the National Hurricane Center indicates the potential for a South Carolina landfall during the day Friday along the central or northern portion of the coast, uh, with Ian then shifting northward into the state uh, through Friday evening while weakening. This could be the first hurricane to make landfall in South Carolina since Matthew in 2018, excuse me, 2016. Hurricane warnings are currently in effect for the entire South Carolina coast, with tropical storm, for, uh, excuse me, tropical storm warnings extending well inland across the Midlands. Tropical storm force winds will develop later, uh, later today into tonight along the coast, then spread inland through Friday morning. Wind gusts could reach 60 to 70 miles per hour along the coast and inland areas east of the forecast track, with many other areas uh, in the central and eastern portion of the state possibly seeing gusts of 45 uh, to 60 miles per hour at times. There is a risk right along uh, portions of the central and northern South Carolina coast of hurricane force winds. These winds will result in downed trees and power lines with some minor structural damage possible to things like roof, si um, shingles, and vinyl siding, especially near the coast. It's important that people prepare for possible power outages as well. Uh, perhaps most concerning is the increased threat of storm surge flooding. Storm surge warnings are now in effect for the entire South Carolina coast. Potential storm surge inundation is now forecast to be as high as four to six feet along the southern coast, four to seven feet along parts of the Charleston County coast, and three to five feet in Georgetown and Horry counties. Should point out that if the forecast track shifts, that would change those values with areas south of a potential landfall experiencing less in the way of storm surge flooding. However, given those values, flooding won't just occur along the ocean front, but also along waterways, bays, and tidal creeks, and some roadways may become temporarily impassable. If you are in or around the tidal region, you should follow the advice of local officials and consider um, finding nearby higher ground. As for rainfall, torrential rainfall occurring within a short period of time could certainly result in flash flooding. Uh, everyone's reminded that if you encounter a flooded roadway to turn around, don't drown. Conditions should improve across the state late Friday night into Saturday as Ian weekends and lifts to the north. Um, all of the local National Weather Service offices um, located in Charleston, Columbia, Greenville-Spartanburg, and Wilmington, North Carolina that serve the state are routinely briefing state, county, and local officials and decision makers, so be sure to follow their guidance. It's also important to assess your risk for uh, any of these potential hazards and take the necessary precautions now to protect uh, yourself uh, and your property. Thank you. Thank you, John.
Just to remind everyone, <clears throat> under uh, my executive order, I have not ordered any any closings, have not ordered any evacuations, nor lane reversals or state government closings. Now, you, your local governments may have advice, of course. They may close some county offices, but that will be those decisions are left, of course, to the local level. And in listening to the National Weather Service and Mr. Quirello, you know there's some, some differences. Technically, a hurricane is a wind, a storm is not a hurricane until it's 74 miles an hour of sustained winds. And it, it's not a tropical storm until it's 40 or above. Doesn't make much difference whether this comes in at hurricane strength or below at storm strength or somewhere on the line, because this could be blowing uh, strong winds. It's going to be all over the state at different levels, as you can see if you go and look at those maps. But we know we're going to have a lot of water. We're going to have, this is going to come in, we're having this, <coughs> Ian is going to arrive in strength about 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, and it'll be here until about 8 o'clock tomorrow night at top strength. So high tide in Charleston is at noon tomorrow. So we know there's going to be water a lot of hot water in Charleston at noon. They know that too. I spoke to John Mayor Tecklenburg this morning. In fact, I think I've spoken today to most of the mayors along the coast as, as well as our congressional, uh, the Senators Scott and Senator Graham. And we, my office has been talking with others. I spoke to Congresswoman Mace, but everyone is on the same page. Everyone is reading the same information and uh, of course, our team here is tightly involved with all of the county organizations and the county county offices, and, and we, we know what's coming. Uh, so we, there's a little bit of wiggle room in exactly how strong the rains and how strong the wind will be. But the biggest variable is, is human reaction, is people failing to take the necessary precautions. That's the real danger that we have is, is, is human error. So uh, again, we want to, all of us, want to urge all of everyone in our state to take a look at those maps, to pay attention, to see what is going to happen in your area. Some, some will have more wind than others, some will have more rain than others, but you can get that information if you go to those official sources and don't go to the others because there's a lot of, always a lot of misinformation or sometimes outdated information that's going around. We know this is going to be a serious storm, but we also know based on our preparations, which are now, are now moving, we're not preparing anymore, we're, we're acting now. We know that we can handle this if we, if we use our heads and follow the rules. And there are a lot of little simple things. Uh, if, uh, if, you want to, if you have to go to the store, if you're running out of something, go ahead and do it while we have time before it starts raining real hard. Don't drive on roads. If you can't see the pavement, don't drive on the road. And remember, even on highways, if you get up to high speeds, everybody's heard of hydroplaning where a car can uh, be slipping on the water, and that's very, very dangerous. Be sure, call your family, call your loved ones, tell them where you're going to be. Uh, let, let them know that so they won't be worrying about you. And again, take care of your pets. Take your, all your whatever medications. If you have to leave, leave home for a while, take everything you're going to need with you. Stay inside. If the wind's blowing, it could blow something right on you. You see it blowing the shingles off roofs. You also see it knocking down winds. Um, 
take items inside, loose items that might be blown around by the wind, take those inside with you. Don't let those become projectiles on people. And I think we could be all right. I've already uh, I've spoken to Governor Cooper in North Carolina and Governor Kemp in Georgia, and uh, we've and also had um, communications uh, with Governor DeSantis's office. And we're all ready to send whatever we need to wherever it needs to go if we don't need it ourselves. So this is really a, a remarkable full team effort. Everybody's involved. And of course, you are highly familiar with those of us who've been having these sessions with you day in and day out, and we'll continue to do that. But uh, So again, we're prepared, but people be careful. Be careful, be smart, don't be a statistic, and we'll, we'll do just fine. Mr. Stenson. Kim Stenson, uh, Director, South Carolina Emergency Management Division. Uh, the State Operations Center where we're at right now is uh, currently staffed and will move to a 24-hour operation tomorrow. Uh, our priorities include support to counties and contingency planning for possible transportation, sheltering, supply, and equipment missions, as well as an active public information uh, operation to keep citizens informed. We continue to have daily conference calls with county emergency manage managers to share information and uh, identify any unmet needs. We currently have a few requests for uh, sandbags and high water vehicles which are being filled. And then currently we have not received any reports of significant damage. Uh, <clears throat> very much in line with what the, the governor just said, we would ask everybody in finalizing their storm preparations, uh, keep in mind several points. Uh, residents in low-lying uh, areas prone to flooding, particularly along the coast, should have a plan to move to higher ground if their homes become unsafe. And uh, local agencies uh, are opening emergency shelters uh, based on the need and the storm conditions. And the shelter locations, uh, when open, will be posted on our website at scemd.org and on our mobile app, the South Carolina Emergency Manager. Uh, certainly be aware of flash flooding. Uh, if there's a possibility of a flash flood, move to higher ground. Don't wait to be told to do that. Take, take action. And certainly if uh, time allows, prepare your home uh, for a flood by moving essential items to an upper floor, uh, bring in outdoor furniture, disconnect electrical appliances, and be prepared to turn off gas, electricity, and water. Uh, and then certainly don't walk through moving water. Uh, six inches of moving water can make you fall and certainly will, could cause some serious problems, uh, especially uh, if it's moving water. Certainly, and the governor's already talked about this, uh, do not drive into uh, flooded areas. Uh, if floodwaters uh, surround your car, you should abandon the car and move to higher ground uh, if you can do that safely. Uh, you and your vehicle can easily be swept away. Uh, certainly uh, have ways to keep uh, get emergency information and make that available. Examples include uh, the NOAA weather radio, code red, uh, notifications, wireless emergency alerts that you can get over your mobile phone uh, and mobile devices. Make sure your devices uh, have backup batteries and uh, extra chargers. If uh, there's a high wind or tornado warning is issued for your area, get indoors to a pre-designated location, such as a basement, storm cellar, or the lowest uh, building level. And if there's no basement, go to the center of an interior room on the lowest level, uh, away from corners, windows, doors, and outside walls. 
in a vehicle or mobile home, get out immediately and go to a more secure structure. If there's no shelter or structure nearby, lie flat in the nearest ditch and cover your head and do not attempt to out uh, drive a tornado. Also, as the governor mentioned, uh, follow trusted, verified sources for the latest news and be prepared to follow the instructions of state and local public safety officials. Then finally, another reminder that this is not just a coastal event and we expect this storm to uh, impact all of South Carolina over the next several days. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, an expression we've used lately is, is uh, run from the water and hide from the wind because this wind will really be blowing and can blow things on you. And so we must be careful. And, and Mr. Stinson reminded me of that water. Uh, when, if you're in a vehicle that has electric windows, they will not open if you get under the water. So you don't want to be underwater. You don't want to slide off a road into a ditch full of water because you might not be able to get the doors open. And you, the windows, the electrical windows, all those circuits will not work. So this could be very dangerous for those kind of reasons as well. So I want everybody to think and be careful and be careful what you're doing. General McCartney. Thank you, Governor. Uh, good afternoon, Major General McCarty, Adjutant General here in South Carolina. Uh, the soldiers, airmen, and employees of the Military Department of South Carolina are prepared to support the state in response to uh, Hurricane Ian. Uh, this, as the chaplain noted, this is something that we do year-round. We prepare for these type of events. Uh, we're well poised at this point with equipment and personnel, and we're in the process of activating approximately 100 soldiers on state active duty. They will be assigned to the anticipated affected coastal counties. We will have what are commonly referred to as the high water vehicles to help if there's any localized flooding, if there's anyone that needs to be evacuated from those areas, we're prepared to do that. We have significant other assets and capabilities if those situations warrant. And as always, if we need additional assets, we can EMAC through the emergency management uh, compact from other states, and we always have access to Title X assets if they're needed here in the state. We're not anticipating that at this time, but we are prepared for whatever situation may come. Thank you. Thank you, Governor. Thank you, Governor. Um, as an update to my report yesterday, Duke, Dominion, and Santee Cooper have a, a suspended disconnect. Um, they are also, all of these uh, utility partners have uh, stationed additional resources so that as the storm leaves that they are able to uh, conduct power restoration services very quickly. With regard to our fuel partners for the state of South Carolina, we have um, continually checked in with them and uh, their fuel supplies are in good order um, and they have no unmet needs. Thank you, ma'am. Ben Thank you, Governor. Ben Duncan, Chief Resilience Officer. Uh, we stand ready to assist citizens after the storm uh, with recovery measures. Uh, we have disaster case managers ready to go. Uh, we have over 50 disaster case managers ready to help uh, citizens with their unmet needs, whether it's food, water, clothing, or other measures that they need. Uh, we stand ready to assist them at any time. Thank you. Thank you. Secretary Hall. Thank you. Thank you, Governor. I'm Christy Hall, the Secretary of Transportation for the State of South Carolina. As the Governor mentioned, we completed all of our 
uh, preliminary work today, including repositioning uh, more than 100 employees down to the coastal areas to supplement the uh, forces that we already have there in those areas to respond to the, uh, to the aftermath of the, of the uh, storm. That includes, uh, as I mentioned, 100 additional folks from the upstate that we've moved down to help with road clearance operations as well as signal restoration work, which is something new that we did this year, which was uh, to bring signal uh, supplies with us uh, into those areas to make sure that we're able to rapidly restore service into the area. And we will also team up with the utility crews that Director Edwards mentioned uh, with regards to, to reentry and uh, clearing of downed trees. Um, as the governor and others have mentioned, we urge that folks uh, really try to avoid travel tomorrow, if at all possible, uh, just due to the high winds and, and rains and other uh, dangerous conditions that may exist on the roadways. We are expecting, as John Q mentioned, some rain um, or some water to be over the roads at some point in time, uh, especially at some of the what we would refer to commonly as some of the, the known areas that, that flood frequently in the state. So uh, just expect that. Also, um, as mentioned earlier, make sure that you're following the advice and guidance of local officials, including law enforcement personnel with regards to uh, either crossing of the high level bridges or rerouting around areas where there may be flood water. Thank you, Governor. Thank you. Rob Woods. Thank you, Governor. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Woods. I'm the director of the South Carolina Department of Public Safety. SCDPS and its state support agency, that's the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, the South Carolina Department of Pardon, Parole, and Probation, and the South Carolina Department of Transportation began enhanced traffic management operations at 3 p.m. today in the coastal region and will begin response operations at 6 p.m. in the Midlands and Upstate. Our current focus is responding to anticipated increases in calls for service along major highways as the storm approaches and shifting to support of SEDOT in addressing traffic hazards and assisting SLED with law enforcement missions after the storm. As always, and to echo Secretary Hall's advice, DPS encourages all citizens to avoid travel during hazardous weather and remain aware of dangerous roadway conditions after the storm has passed. Thank you, Governor. Thanks, sir. Dr. Simmons. Thank you, Governor. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dr. Ed Simmer, Director of the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control. Uh, we continue to work to prepare uh, for this storm. Uh, a couple of cautions for folks. As, as the floodwaters start to come in, please remember that not only are floodwaters dangerous from a drowning standpoint, they also often have toxic substances and high levels of, of bacteria. So staying out of floodwater is very important for your health. For that same reason, at sunset tonight, we are going to close all shellfish harvesting beds statewide until such time as we can show that the water is safe and the shellfish is safe to eat again. And that could be a couple of weeks, but all shellfish beds will be closed as of sunset tonight. Uh, we are continuing to work with our medical facilities in the coastal counties, which we think will have the greatest effect. We have 42 nursing homes, 126 assisted living facilities, and several hospitals. We're working very closely with all of them. Uh, they all are, are ready for this storm, uh, but we have teams ready to respond on a moment's notice if any of them do have any challenges. Uh, we continue to work with our dam owners uh, for the more than 2,000 dams that we regulate. Uh, we've lowered water levels on some of those dams, uh, and we believe they are ready. We do not anticipate significant problems with the dams. 
So at this point, you know, our goal is that no South Carolinian is physically harmed in this storm, and certainly no one is killed by this storm in South Carolina. I'm convinced that working together, we can achieve that goal. Please be smart, stay informed, don't take chances you don't need to take, and working together, we will make sure that every South Carolinian comes through this okay. Thank you, Governor. Thank you. Are there any questions? Yes, sir. Uh, this is to John. Uh, you mentioned that this could be the, the first um, hurricane that makes landfall since, since Matthew. Are there any particular concerns that you have about this hurricane that occurred when Matthew made landfall in South oh, Carolina? I, I couldn't. Uh, any what? Any particular concerns that this hurricane could bring similar to what Matthew brought? Uh, the, the main concern always, th this is... This is stronger than some that we've had, but weaker than others. But the concern is always human error and people taking chances, people riding on the roads where they can't see the road, or trying to go out in a hurry to, to get medication or to take care of or to do something that could have done before the rain and the wind were upon us and doing it at the last minute. When hurricanes, whether it's a hurricane or tropical storm, uh, you need to prepare, and that's a, this great team that we have here in South Carolina has been is fully prepared. We've prepared and gone through a lot of hurricanes and storms over the years, but it's always it's always something that's unexpected that typically uh, could have been avoided if if people thought a little more. Now, if if, if a huge hurricane comes in, it's going to do some damage. We can't stop Mother Nature, but we can take care of ourselves, and that's why we try to sound the alarm and ask people to be prepared. Question yes, sir. For John, just when and where can we expect the worst of this tomorrow? Uh, conditions will start deteriorating tonight as the tropical storm uh, force winds start uh, spreading in. The, the wind field around Ian is very large, so it's not just confined right to the center. So it's uh, the, the the radius of the wind is very large, so even well ahead of its uh, approach, we're going to start seeing those tropical storm force winds develop. So conditions will deteriorate through the night tonight and tomorrow morning, um, and that, um, we'll probably expect the worst conditions uh, throughout the day tomorrow. Um, in terms of rainfall, rainfall could certainly begin along the coast, you know, uh, later today through tonight, and then it's going to spread inland as well. So the heavy rainfall threat, the flash flood threat begins tonight and will continue through tomorrow. Um, the storm surge threat appears to be greatest um, probably right around the time of high tide tomorrow, which is late morning, early afternoon for a good portion of the coast. That's when we're most concerned about the storm surge inundation. And then the isolated tornado threat looks like would be late tonight into tomorrow. Um, so that's the timing. These are a little bit faster than what we were discussing yesterday, so the arrival of those tropical storm force winds. And that's due to a faster forward motion of the storm and those larger expanding wind fields getting here a little bit sooner. So. Things are sped up just a little bit compared to what we were seeing yesterday. More questions? Yes, ma'am. For you or for Director Stenson, um, Charleston's mayor said he's nervous about some complacency given how the path has changed. Is that something that you all are concerned with as well, especially for our coastal residents? We're always concerned about complacency. I spoke to Mayor Tecklenburg earlier today. Uh, we spoke at the last hurricane. Uh, that, Director Stenson. No, I understand that it's a good question, and that's always an issue in terms of this sort of situation. But the uh, 
the messaging that's gone out over the last 72 hours has basically been the same thing. If you live in a low-lying area or along the coast, is that you need to consider moving to higher ground. The, uh, the local emergency managers have been putting that out, the county administrators, the public information folks. So we're on the same page there. And so much of emergency management has to do with personal preparedness, the individuals and businesses. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's their decision. Uh, they've got to make that decision, and all we can do is inform that decision. And that's, again, what we're doing here today. You know, I'll add to that that uh, I've been in contact myself with about 14 or 15 of the mayors along the coast, and I know people here have been in, in touch with, with them and their offices as well as the county offices as well. And, and uh, all, all of the official people are, are highly alert and, and prepared. We just want to, again, urge all the citizens to, to take care because you can get hurt in a, a storm like this. Questions? Yes. General McCarty, can you tell us a little bit more about where assets have been positioned on the coast? Are you focused around some of these areas that storm surge could be the worst of that? Yeah, we'll have in, in Charleston County, Dorchester, uh, Buford, Berkeley, and normally we either initially stage at the local armory or at a facility designated by the county that will give us the ability to be flexible. And we can expand both in our capabilities in terms of response to other parts of the, the low country on the coastal plain as necessary. But those will be the initial sites that we will occupy. Are there any focuses like hospitals or some of these uh, assisted living facilities that you guys maybe focus on? Uh, what we have done in the past is when, uh, if emergency responders could not get into an area or someone needed to be evacuated from an area that was closed off due to high water, uh, we're able to get in normally with either our LMTVs or support local authorities who may have boats, but it's really uh, kind of the last resort to try to move people out of these affected areas. Uh, depending upon the, the storm, uh, we'll certainly gauge you know, how much we may be ne needed, but uh, it's more of a precautionary event versus what we know will happen. It's just more of a precautionary at this point. More questions? All right. Thank you very much.